Welcome to the show. I'm Greg McEwen, and I'm your host for the What's Essential podcast. There are lots of shows on how to improve, on how to become successful, but there is only one on what to do once you are. This is essential because success can be a catalyst for failure, especially if it leads to the undisciplined pursuit of more. This show is about how to become successful at success. It's for high performers who are on the edge of exhaustion, solving problems completely before they even arise. It's about turning tedious tasks into joyful rituals. It's about simplifying your processes and making your most essential activities the easiest ones. So if you're a driven, hardworking, productive person who is running out of space but still wants to make a higher contribution effortlessly, the What's Essential podcast is designed especially for you. So let's begin. Uh, let's do some introductions. This is my wife, Anna, and she's uber talented. Amazing. We've been married 20 years. She's put up with me that long, which is not effortless. <laughs> and wicked smart, uh, super talented. But in addition to all of that, like just the wisest person I know, never make a bad decision if I've been able to run it past Anna and talk about it, which you can imagine might be exhausting for her. Uh, we're raising our four children together. She's a uh, actress by training. First year of our marriage, in fact, was uh, traveling around around North America with, with her as the actress and uh, talented in that regard as well. Anyway, that is Anna. So nice. Thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. And uh, it's a privilege to introduce this guy who I am guessing most of you have heard of. We've got author, uh, New York Times bestselling author, Greg McEwen. And it's just been wonderful to be married to you for 20 years and to uh, bounce off ideas off each other and to watch you work so hard. Although that is probably not the right <laughs> to work effortlessly. <laughs> no, but to, to work hard at his research and, and writing and I hope that tonight will be a pleasure for all of you. So let's just kick this off with a little poll question pop up here in just a moment for you all and just so I want you to just you know answer this question simple question do you ever feel as though you're running faster but not moving any closer to your goals there's a yes or no to that do you ever feel that yes I do before when we were talking about this though you said something different you said yes what did you say about this I said there are times I feel like I couldn't work any harder or like I'm I'm running as fast as I can already, and I'm not getting any closer to my goals. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a slightly different, a slightly different thing. Uh, Liz down here answered yes. You can just vote right there in the actual question. In fact, let's just get the answers up from this. They should pop up here in just a moment. Uh, here we go. That's good. It's actually, it's comforting that 97% of people have said yes, because if only 3% of people said yes, then you're probably in the wrong place or something, <laughs> or, or I've, I've just written a, a, an irrelevant book, which isn't, which neither of those would be good. Uh, but here we go, 97%, they feel this. And I do as well. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. So, so let's ask one more question. A second poll is coming up here. You, can, you know what to do now. We've seen the answers here, but the poll will come up here. Do things ever seem harder than they used to be for you? Could be a whole variety of reasons. Take a moment, yes or no. 
What do you, you, I asked you this as well before we started it. What did you say to this? I said, do you ever feel things are harder than they used to be? You said you were definite yes. Yes, I was a, I was a definite yes because, I mean, I'm going to be speaking from a mom's point of view. And I don't like the framing exactly of it being harder, but you bet after, you know, having kids or multiple children and, uh, you know, you have your life before that uh, can be very um, free and you get to choose how you spend your time and then you start a family and you have someone else that you're now considering and then you have children and uh you said even getting ready in the morning is harder than it used to yeah, be because absolutely. there's always someone who wants something one of the children comes in or or, or me like a fifth child yeah. uh, these <laughs> things as well yeah so i'm gonna start out by asking greg some questions i'm not being very good here i'm reading the answers here and so i won't do that i'll answer your oh, questions really good though we'll co- we will come to these i love these answers keep them coming in We'll get to them. Yes. Okay. What have you got for me? Well, can we talk about why you wrote effortless? I definitely have kind of my view of why you wrote effortless, but um, but will you share with us all? Um, why do you think I wrote it? This isn't actually my favorite question, <laughs> but but it is an important question to get to. But why why do you think? For me, you wrote it for me. You have seen, we've been married 20 years. I've definitely had my, uh, <laughs> had my periods of feeling burnt out and feeling like I can't essentialize any further. I'm just, I feel like I'm just doing what is essential and still feeling overwhelmed and eventually at times feeling burnt out. It wouldn't be good though, would it? If you, if you, if I'd come home and I'd said, darling, here is a book I wrote for you <laughs> so that you won't be so burned out all the time. I don't know that that would have gone very well. I mean, I, there is some truth to it, though, because I, I mean, I actually think you are a better essentialist than I am. Actually, I don't really think there's much. <laughs> you're not even going to discuss that. It isn't really a debating point. You, 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 are, you weigh up what we're doing much more carefully and wisely. And so, you know, you are, as I say, I think you're, you're a solid essentialist and I'm still just an aspiring essentialist. But, um, but, but I would say, I would say that despite that, it is true that I saw in you regularly times when you would, you know, sort of be doing the right things, but still be burned out by the end of the day and then still carry on going. And we're just not that great at really relaxing having a time to end the day's work. But I'm a little awkward going too far down this path because I really think, yes, I mean, I wrote it for you, but I definitely also wrote it for me. Um, Because, I mean, even right after Essentialism came out, that changed everything. There was a lot of opportunity that came from that, being, you know, the father of Essentialism opened up a lot of opportunity and things I wanted to do traveling and I travel with one of the children most of the time. And I wanted to be with the children, right? Being father of four children, that's more essential than anything to do with essentialism. Uh, but that's growing responsibilities. And I really got to a point where I remember somebody, an entrepreneur said to me, well, everyone's heard this before, but they said, oh, you know, essentialism is a bit like the, um, the big rocks theory, right? And we've all heard this. So this is where you've got a container and if you put in the sand first and then the small stones and then the big rocks, then it doesn't fit. Right. right. And, the, and these are symbolic. They're symbolic, right? The small, you know, the big rocks are your health, uh, your most important relationships, 
the most important essential projects you want to do. I mean, that's kind of what the big rocks symbolize. And then the alternative approach is if you put the big rocks in first, then the small rocks, then the sand, if you get the order right, then it fits. And I have been a longtime believer in that. I don't think it's a especially bad way to think about essentialism. But where it shifted for me was when I started to sense a little bit cracks in the theory where I said, well, yeah, but that's all very well. But what happens if you have just too many big rocks? I mean, you can see that visually. If you, okay, eagerly, I'm putting in the rocks. This is all going to work, but it doesn't work because as you put the big rocks in it, it still goes over the container. And that's just the theory, right? Okay, so maybe the theory doesn't, can't, can't work in every you know, scenario. There's an exception to it, but my life felt like an exception to it. And I started saying, well, I'm more selective than I've ever been. I'm trying to strip away the non-essential out of my life. And, and I'm certainly not saying I, I ever got that perfect, but but I felt like I was making more progress than I'd ever made in it. And I still felt the responsibilities were growing. And so I found myself caught between, well, what, what do you do? Do you give up on the, the big rocks? Do you let go of essential things? What do you do? What's the alternative? And in the midst of that, we don't need to get all into it just now, maybe, but, but in the midst of that, I get a phone call while I'm traveling. And it's Jack on the phone, our son. And he's on your phone, which grabbed my attention. Uh, he never calls on on your phone, and and he's on video camera, which is also surprising. And he's talking, and he's just a pale face, and he's just trying to explain what's going on. Uh, he even, and, and I hear you in the background saying, "Turn around the camera," and and literally, um, Eve is going through a massive tonic tonic seizure. And I just thought, in a sense, it's just like that. That was just like the deal breaker. It's it's like what what do you do now? You've just suddenly got this great big rock. The crisis is added. I mean, adrenaline gets you through the first moments, the red eye flight, you know, back home to be here to try and support family and so on. But it just started, it sort of blew open the need for something more. When you're dealing with a situation, when you're dealing with life, you have essentials, but they themselves are too much. So I wrote it for you. I wrote it for me, but also I wrote it for the Essentialist Tribe, which I sort of just have to assume is really, you know, that is, that is who is here today. Um, you are among the most interested, supporting, enthusiastic tribe of, of Essentialism. And, and so I really wrote it for you. And it turns out to have been more timely than I could ever have imagined because of the pandemic, that people are highly engaged, you know, focused on what matters but still on the edge of burnout or way past it. That's who essentialism is for. That is effortless. why effortless. <laughs> that is why I wrote effortless. Don't write two books with the sound start with an E. That's a bad idea. But then you'd make that mistake all the time. That's why I wrote effortless. That's the answer. Thank you. Can you tell us one or two ways that uh, that effortless is working in our lives today? especially during the pandemic or in regards to career, these things? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've thought about various ways we've done this. I mean, I would tell you just right off the, the, the money, just even this morning, you did something that really made me think that Effortless was becoming a part of a vernacular and a lifestyle. And that was really, I was stressed about something. I don't even yeah. remember what it was now. But I just said, yeah, I've, I've got this. Oh, I remember what it was now. 
but I've got this project. I'm trying to get it done. It's really essential. It's really important, but I'm, I'm feeling a bit stressed out about it. And you said, do you remember what you said? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, how can you make this effortless? <laughs> Like, it's else? really brilliant because I can just put it right back on him. <laughs> so, so but it's actually a really, it's a, it's a helpful paradigm shift. Well, that's what it is, is, is if you can, it's not like, and I would hate for anyone to think that I think, or we think that our lives are now effortless. Everything is effortless. No, you, if your life is effortless, you don't need this book. <laughs> you know, if your life is effortless, you don't need to write this book. You write it. You pursue it because life isn't. And that's that's why there's a need for it, because life is hard. And so now, but here's the thing, is that there's a, a tendency for us to make essential projects, essential work, essential responsibilities harder than they need to be, more complex than they need to be. And so, and, and the reason we do that, I think, is because we're asking questions that other people put in our heads, like other paradigms and ways of thinking, like, well, the more important a thing is, the harder it has to be, right? Like that, that's a one idea that's back there. One question we're sort of asking, well, if I want better results, then how can I work harder at them? And so asking a new question like you did with me this morning when you just introduce the question, you, you're sending like a new question into the back of your mind, into the Google of your brain, and it starts looking for answers. As soon as you asked it, suddenly at the moment, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure quite, but oh, here's an idea. Oh, I could involve this person. They could help me to do it. What if I didn't have the big perfectionist view I have of this project where I, I need it to be a 30-page project? What, what, what if it's a four-page project? What if I can just you know, sit down and just work on it a little bit right now and not worry about, oh, I need to find a whole day to work on it and so on. Like not be so perfectionist, overthinking, uh, overworking, overdoing in my in my thoughts about it, suddenly it became easier. Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, of someone I, I really admire. He was he was my brother's scoutmaster for many years. And I ran into him later and, and we had young kids and he just, he just had great kids and was a great person. And I'm like, what's the best advice that, you know, you've ever been given or, or, you know, you feel like is the, is the best advice you've ever given. And he said, never force anything. And I have pondered that little saying so many times in my life because mm. I have found so many times when I'm trying to force something, it inevitably breaks, even like the actual physical thing will break or <laughs> the relationship will break or whatever, you know, I'm involved with. And so I feel like effortless is an answer to the tendency and the the impulse to try and force our force those important things in our life to work or to, you know, to get it all done in that forceful way. It's a, you know, it's a paradigm shift, like you're saying, of, of yep. thinking differently about it. I, I think that story, actually, I haven't thought about that in a while, but I, I feel like in a sense that was one of the very early seeds for Effortless, is just, just that inverted thought. Just don't force anything. If you're forcing something, you, you just stop doing that. Find a different way to do it. Now, I'm riffing on that a bit, but I just had a conversation just yesterday with the special ops soldier, right? And he's been in the military for years. He's, he's out now. He's transitioned out of it back into civilian life. And we're talking about this. Like, I mean, you think about anywhere that would be more scripted in, you know, literally the phrase, embrace the suck, do the hardest thing. I mean, like that, that is a soldier's life. And he'd raised, raised into these elite ranks of the special ops. 
And so we're talking about this, like when is working harder the answer? And when is asking, is there an effortless way the answer? Because both have their place. And he shared this story. He said one time you know, he's, he's deployed into Iraq and into Afghanistan, and he's often now in a situation where they need to, their team needs to get in through a metal door. What they normally do is they put explosives on the hinges and they just blow like, like a, a hole in the wall. In a sense, that's effective. I mean, you can get in, but there are like high costs to it too. One is the noise. The, so suddenly everyone in the neighborhood, people that might not want you to be there, suddenly are drawn. Attention is brought to you. Uh, there's the damage to the actual property. That's not ideal for anybody. Uh, there's the risk involved that people can get hurt inside or the soldiers themselves. So there's all of this going on, right? This is the, this is the unintended consequence of, of, of that approach. And uh, instead on his team, one of his other members on his team was the son of a carpenter. And he said, look, if you could just get me a little hydraulic drill, I could just get these hinges off in like half a second with no damage to anybody <laughs> or anything. Wow. And we can go in there. And so that's just like a, a tiny illustration of what we're talking about here. Uh, but just asking the question, is there a different way to do it? Is there a more effortless way to approach this? Is a question that, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of times now I've asked that question now that sort of have it in our repertoire, but it's still not enough times because it's like, just like today and yesterday, it's literally probably every day you ask me that question right now. <laughs> it's true. And I ask it of myself often. And this is one of the simplest things that I think people can do to apply effortless. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, whenever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. So sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, which is your AI-powered all-star. In my experience with every business that I have built, including this podcast, there are breakthrough moments, and those moments are often the result of finding the right partner. And I think that's a way to think about Shopify, because no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greg, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greg now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greg. I love it. Love, love it. All right. I'm going to ask you another question now. You ready? Tell me something Maybe. that's really hard for you that you're still working on to make effortless? When I think about that, when you asked that question just now, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, even one thing, does, this doesn't sound much, 
but just even even playing tennis with my son. You know, Jack's like all into that right now, suddenly enthusiastic about it, comes to ask me about it pretty much multiple times a day now, which I want. It's not like I, I don't resent most of the time. I don't resent how persistent he is because like that's what you want from your teenage son is that he wants to spend time with you, wants to play, wants to go do tennis. I think it's a good, these are all the right problem to have, but it's still a problem if it just creates stress for me, stress for him. And and I, I did think today about this, like, how, how can we just make this effortless? You want to do it and it's essential. So it fits the right things, but how can we do it in the right way? So it's just easier for everyone. Uh, so that was one of the things. And I think the only thing we really need to do, I say only thing, cause it's, well, there are multiple <laughs> steps. This is just set, put it on the calendar, right? Actually time block it. So he knows when he can expect it probably on the days he isn't going to, you know, it's going to play tennis at the, you know, with, community, with, center. community center, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe on the other, on the other days, but set a time. And to do that, you and I need to have a proper calendar meeting every <laughs> week. So those are the things. But, ah, if we did, there's the rub. <laughs> but if we did those two things, yeah, it would become effortless. Yeah. And that would be better for everyone involved because the task is still the same. The output's still the same, but you just put in way less effort. Effort is mental exertion. And we want as little mental exertion as possible to achieve a thing so that you free up mental capacity for the next thing that you want to work on and make progress on. And it helps Jack to not, you know, feel like he's interrupting and to have something he can count on. So it's a win-win, definitely, if we can get that. Yes, it becomes easier mm-hmm. and actually a better result. Yeah. Because instead of it feeling like, yes, you finally do it, but there were some sort of withdrawals along the way mm-hmm. for everyone involved, mm-hmm. you get a you get the thing done and it was better on the relationship and the journey. So anyway, that's one thing that comes to mind. All right. Well, if you were to leave this group with one parting word, what, what is one thing you'd encourage others to try to make, to try doing to make more essential activities, let's say it, more enjoyable? There's a lot of people who separate what is like the, the work from the stuff that's fun and playful and you're enjoying. And they start to really think about it as, as different. There's hard work doing the essential things. And then there's uh, the sort of the trivial stuff that's easy and fun. You know, work hard, play hard. It's two different worlds. But I think there is a lot of power in trying to take the things that are important, but could be, could feel like drudgery and actually marry them with things that are enjoyable, that you do anyway, that you enjoy doing. I, I think of a, of a success story. There's loads of failure stories in my life and our lives. But I think there's one that was very actually pretty interesting. We have a pretty good ritual around eating dinner every pretty much every night. Not not every night, but but pretty well. And we'll do things like, you know, we'll toast each other at the beginning of the meal, like actually like what's gone right and we'll try and make it as positive as we can, which I think is important with for teenagers uh, at home. And and I think that goes, you know, sometimes better than others, but I think that's a pretty positive ritual. The challenge was after the meal was done. And then you have the inevitable dinner cleanup, which like basically nobody wants to do that. 
So it's important. It's a it's a something. It's a maintenance item. If you don't do it, you have problems. So you you know you, you need to get it done. Uh, but 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 what would happen is they would just be like gone. Yeah, it was amazing. They were so skilled at just disappearing quietly. Like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, ninjas or something. <laughs> they were just like they were just gone. And and then you're like, well, what has happened? Is it like a cat and mouse game? Bring them back. Oh no, Dad! I'm doing homework. Oh, that that seems reasonable. Uh, you know, oh, I'm going to the bathroom. Okay, we can't argue with that. I mean, <laughs> and and so so I was like, okay, how do we make it effortless? <laughs> and so what did we do? Well, we divided up the responsibilities. Actually, like no, nothing complicated. Actually, just like sharpie. So names. it's the same thing every night. Same right? thing every yeah. night. So, so you, you don't do- have to rethink, reevaluate, reassign. Exactly. We like made it pretty fair between everybody. Yeah, everyone uh, was happy. We trained on it, you know, like, again, next night, let's read it again, like several nights in a row, reading through it, making sure everyone understands what we're doing, why we're doing this this way. Yeah, what, a, what a wiped off counter really looks like. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then like the day arrives, we're going to do this for real. And I, let me just tell you what happened. I mean, it was so great. It was uh, nothing. That's what happened. Gone. Everyone was gone. Exactly. Ninja, you know, experiences back. And they're all gone again. And I'm like, this, this is not work at all. Like total fail. <laughs> and that's how it was until our eldest Grace uh, added. She took the fun thing and put it into what had been the drudgery before and made it into a ritual. You just put on like karaoke. Yeah, basically. Well, she had playlists, like cool playlists that she enjoyed. And she started playing her playlists of music. And some of them were like just Disney tracks too, but they're like the real sing-along Disney tracks. They don't sound like you're going to sing them, but I am telling you when they went on, at least us, and I reckon it'd be other people too. As soon as they they go on, they're loud, you play it loud and people start singing and you get into it. They are. Let it go. Exactly. And songs like that. And so, and so once that happens, you start having, it's like a little party. And I know I'm not the only, you know, we're not the only family that's ever done this, but it, it's, it's an example. And so now, in fact, you can go on Instagram. I shouldn't say that now. I don't want to distract you in this moment. But you can go on Instagram because I thought no one's going to believe that this little party happens. Uh, it's just true in book world, but not in real world. And so the other night, I wasn't even helping them, but I could hear it happening. And I like quick ran out and just got like five seconds of them doing it, just dancing away, all doing their jobs. They know what they're doing. So the training still helped build it up and so on. But it was the tipping point of adding something joyful with something. And, and that's where this 20 blocks of joy come in. This is the idea. I started with that and then I skipped it. But, <laughs> but like the idea is that you make a list. You did it. We both did it. A list of what we did is 20 things. You don't have to do that many, but 20 things that really bring us joy, relaxation that we, you know, you have to think about it because sometimes. I had to think know. about it. I had no idea. Yeah, we had to come up with things. Yeah. And what you what you have when you're done with that is is the things you would some of those things you would do anyway. You're drawn to do them. And so you can start using them as like building blocks to combine with activities you're not getting to that you wish that you were. It's like if you can find something that's essential and enjoyable, then it does become, even if it's not totally effortless. It is a lot easier. You start looking forward to doing it, you know, instead of always just, okay, we got to, it's drudgery, it's hard, but it's important, so we're going to do it. Well, that's all right if you want to do it that way. But there's other ways of 
doing it as well, I think. Absolutely. And it's never perfect, but we have lots of fun moments in the process. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's the idea, isn't it? Because it sort of lifts everything and lightens, lightens life's inevitable burdens. And that's what you're, what you're really going for. Okay. Here's the bottom line. What is one thing that you really believe in? Hmm. (laughs) That's a funny question from the book effortless. That implies that maybe you don't (laughs) really believe it all, but uh, that's not what I'm saying. Just something that you go, no, I really, this is for real. This works, you know, in your life from effortless. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I believe that you can still achieve really great things in your life without burning yourself out. I feel like there's, you know, maybe because there's a lot of worship of heroics in our culture or, Mm. you know, something along those lines where it's like the people we want to be like or become have just, you know, gone, gone so hard on, you know, or achieve the impossible or whatever. Well, I think it's just heroic. I think what you just said, it makes sense. It's a heroics. If you get to worship heroics, it's not that that's totally bad, but if you start thinking that's the only path to success is to do these crazy things, then you you start to worship the heroics rather than achieving the thing some other way. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I interrupted you. No, I, I, I welcome it. But um, yeah, but there is a lot of evidence out there. I feel like, um, you know, if we look around at, at the people in our lives and the people who matter most to us of achieving great things without burning out. I mean, that that's it right there. I, I, I love that premise. I mean, that is the premise. It's, it's, it's that you, you don't have to hold up burnout as a badge of honor. Just because occasionally you can point to examples of people that achieve great things by being burned out is in no way whatsoever the same as saying the only way to achieve great things is to burn yourself out. That seems like the faultiest idea in my head right now that I've ever heard. Or you have to sacrifice everything, you know, to, to just achieve that thing. Whereas with the effortless approach, if you make the most essential things effortless, then they're still a part of your life. Even if you do, you know, have you need to focus on school and do, you know, a hard push for your final or something. Mm-hmm. You, you're making the relationships in your life a priority and trying to make those as effortless as possible. Yeah. So, so you're taking them seriously. You're taking responsibility for them, but you're not adding to it this burden from a false paradigm that says, you know, if you're not burned out, if you're not exhausted, you're not doing enough. You're not doing it right. But here's the thing. We're all on the edge here. We're all on the edge of it. And I mostly want to thank you for being here, for helping to get this thing going. You are, let me just say it like this way, like you are the, I'm, you're like the trim tab. The trim tab is on these massive ships. Rudders are so large, they have a smaller rudder that moves the larger rudder that moves the ship. And the name of that little smaller rudder, you've heard this before, is the trim tab. And 
you are trim tabs. And with essentialism, you are trim tabs. And now with effortless, you are trim tabs for this movement. And so I just, first of all, mostly the big thing, the big message is thank you for being that. Thank you for sharing it. One of my favorite ideas is that a book is not an entirely dead thing. It is a life in it, but it's not a fully living thing either until you come along, until a reader comes along and they read it and they now the conversation starts to properly live. And then if you're a trim tab where you actually share it with other people, uh, I mean, there are people who have said, I mean, this is not exaggeration. Like, there are people that have, have given the book to, to, to a dozen people, to a hundred people. To, I don't want to be overwhelming with it, but it's, it's overwhelmed me sometimes just to hear of these things. And that's what made the essentialism movement possible. And that's exactly the same with effortless. And so really, I suppose if I have a, a thing to ask tonight, is that you could just think about who are the people in your world who are highly engaged, but on the edge of exhaustion? Who do you know that's like that? And how can we help to make sure that they are reading effortless, that they're part of this, and we can actually do something about it? Because I'm serious about this part. I feel a serious responsibility because the world has a serious pain right now. If you, if you pause, it's like almost everybody's in this category. So huge thank you to all of you. Thank you yes. for all your engagements. Thank you to my <laughs> beloved, beautiful, amazing Anna. Don't you think we should do this what more often with her? So shouldn't we have Anna would never, ever in a million years insert herself like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, I want to be doing this. That's just not her style at all, which is one of the reasons she's so marvelous. Uh, but we're so happy. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Aww. And thank you to all of you. Thank you very, very much. We're just looking forward to a more effortless 2021 and a place that we can keep making a contribution. Anything to add? Give, give us the final word. The final word? Yeah, you did not want that. No, not at all. You're so eloquent. No, thank you all. This has been such an enjoyable evening. Your comments have been so inspiring. And thanks for the question. Sorry we didn't get to more, but uh, thank you all. We, we, we love you. We're grateful for you and we love you. And so and I love you too. So <laughs> I love that's you it. Too. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Bye for now. Ladies and gentlemen, essentialists, one and all, we've come to that moment again, the end of the show. Thank you really sincerely for listening. It's been amazing to see what's happened already with this show. The show has become, in fact, the top 3% of podcasts globally within just the first five months of its launch. And that's because of you. You have made this special. And I want to end, as I always do, reminding you that if you don't do anything else, just ask what's essential and eliminate as much as possible everything else. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, 
and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.